Previously on Poldark, after George proposed to Elizabeth and she accepted, Ross took matters into his own hands, broke into Trenwith, and the two had relations. And we didn't like it very much, and hopefully things go a little better for everybody this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. How you make me want to be the one and we're back again rounding the the end of season two of poldar Corey, how we doing we're almost there season two episode eight uh or is is episode eight episode nine which is nine oh brother yeah yeah we only have one episode left in this ultra long season of poldark uh, I don't think any season after this will be ten episodes, so there's that. But uh ah, yeah, I guess so. They just really were filling themselves this season, I guess, or there was just so many to be continueds, you know. They just kind of spun them off into their own episodes. I don't, I don't know. It's a lot of two. Yeah, even though they don't, they aired on seven. Yeah, what's what? I don't understand the to be continued when there's not really a cliffhanger. Yeah, uh, news to me. Dave, are you growing a mustache? I look. You look a little. Like you got more. I did a little trim. Well, after after our our return from Magfest, I realized that it's very difficult to, uh, you know, do the double the the fancy new masks that I bought are not mm. effective. So I, I trimmed them. It's not. It's probably not going to. It's a one it's, day test. It's McDaniel's esque. You you, you, oh. look, you look like Captain McDaniel's so just a little bit. Maybe right I now. should should undo it. Yeah. Uh, yes, and, and for the viewer listeners out there, we did have a, our panel at the Magfest convention last week. It was it was mostly a success. We had some technical issues, but fifty to seventy people showed up. We were all masked, and thus far, Dave and I are in the clear with uh, with not getting sick. Who knew? Everyone wears masks. You can actually maybe get together, and you know, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it was a train wreck, but it was the kind of train wreck that's fun. Well, our, our presentation, <laughs> if, if such things exist. I mean, we we got through the technical difficulties. I think people bared with us. They, they they were understanding at least. Yeah, we had fun, and I think it was the kind of thing that it just was over in the blink of an eye, and it was like, oh, well, who cares really? We we had we had people wanting to play a video game called Flower so much that we just gave in, and I think giving in to what the crowd wants. And, and mind you, our panel was about wrestling video games, and this game is that that game is definitely not. It's, it's just a flower floating. Yeah, it's on called the it's called Flower. That's <laughs> all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And people went nuts for flour because we just gave in to the crowd, and I think that's kind of uh, the gimmick at hand. Yeah, but either way, give in to it. Give in to what the people want. Otherwise, it was a it was an experience. It is good to know on the back end that there aren't too many COVID cases being reported. Granted, many are unreported. I'm assuming, but not hundreds or right. thousands. You, you can't I'm escape assuming. it at this point. But for the most part, we escaped it. I, at least we did. Um, Our group seems to be in the clear. And and I consign myself to getting it. <laughs> like last week, I was like, oh, this is just, you know, it's going to happen. But hey, no, no. Who knew? If I just kept, kept, keep wearing my mask, it worked out. Anyways. Anyways. Speaking of making people happy, Julian Fellows gave an interview over the weekend. Uh, oh, boy. We're only just ramping up, you know, coverage of, of Downton Abbey uh, 2, uh, you know, the next generation or new era. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, Julian Fellows was on ITV this uh, past weekend on the show uh, Love Your Weekend. Uh, and the, talking about the new Weekend album? Uh, no, he was not talking about the new Weekend album. He was, he was talking that that was the name of the program, uh, Love Your Weekend, uh, not the Weekend, the album uh, singer. Uh, anyways, uh, they talked about his whole career, 
and they joked around, you know, is Doughton going to keep going on? Is Maggie Smith going to be 156 before she stops? Uh, and then Julian said, you know, I've had to say goodbye to these characters so many times, it's become a habit. He thought the end of the fifth series was the end of the show, then the end of the sixth series was the end of the show, and now there's been two movies, so who knows? I thought that was a little intriguing to, to hear that he thought the end of season five could have been the end of the show, because it seems like it very much left a lot <laughs> uh, to yeah, Season five plot. is like we're still in the middle of Mary and Tony Gillingham and, and the Pigman and um, mm-hmm. Matthew Good, Henry Talbot. Yeah. So so I thought that was a little bit interesting. He, he, he joked also that when do we start a musical? Uh, and, you know, they've served, they've served him well and people have had a lot of fun out of it. Uh, and he does get have fun, you know, writing the show. He, he calls them all your children. And mm-hmm. the, the interviewer interjected, what about killing them off? Is that hard? And then Julian revealed, killing them off is hard. Yes, I mean, the audience always thinks you've done it willfully. But, you know, I come in as sort of, uh, uh, some sort of tyrant off with his head. But it isn't, of course. It's the actor saying it's the end of my three-year contract and I'm like, I've got to play on Broadway. Which is true. But then you have people like Rose, who he was willing to write off <laughs> to, to America. You, you know, he didn't... Uh, he, he, he goes on to say here, the trouble is a servant can get another job. There's no problem with that. They go off and they work for a lady and so instead. But a member of the family who were, you know, he says for them it's a grim reaper. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, Lady Rose, a member of the family, they're able to ride off. But not so lucky was uh, Matthew uh, and uh, the one sister. sister. So, Sybil, yeah. So... The last thing is that Julian said he's, uh, on the second film, he's pleased with it, actually. I think it works pretty well. It's a feel-good... Imagine if it didn't. Yeah, I know. I, I, it's a feel-good evening, and I don't know about you, but I could use a bit of a feel-good right now. And, you know, there's a kind of fun in getting the club together again. There's something a little bit strange here yeah. about him, him calling it just a feel-good evening. Not not strange, just doesn't sit right. Like, for, for us, who don't have this much going on... This is our bread and butter, Julian. Yeah, we, you have a whole economy that revolves around Down Abbey. We don't have much going on. We look forward to this movie with much anticipation. And for him, it's just like, yeah, it's just a one-off night. <laughs> you get to revisit some friends and that's it. It's like, no, no, no. This is the center of our world, Julian. Do you not understand what you've created here? <laughs> this is all because of you, man. Four years in, this is Julian Fellows' fault. <laughs> yeah, there is a bit of, you know, I, I guess, you know, it's funny to hear Julian just kind of, talk so kind of loosely about the whole thing he, t- he bears it lightly which is nice he, he doesn't mm-hmm. feel the pressure to make the best show ever he just wants to entertain people at the same time it's like come on julian t- take it a little bit more seriously <laughs> no i wonder if he talks about the gilded age he's like goodness gracious this is an incredible piece of entertainment that i've created <laughs> yeah i can't sleep at night because i'm thinking about how the gilded age will go <laughs> i need oh, it to be a success. english game was one of the most well-received pieces of art ever Downton Abbey, man. Yeah. But uh, enough about Downton Abbey. We're going to talk plenty about Downton Abbey in the coming weeks. Uh, we're we're one away from the finale of season two of Poldark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Want to jump right into this one? Last we left, uh, Ross committed adultery with Elizabeth. <laughs> Our listeners were not too pleased about this, as I suspect a lot of people out there were not too pleased about Ross's actions. No, no. I guess in the Lords of Grantham Lounge, our friend Estelle said that her husband just called it quits. Understandably. Uh, it was uh, despicable. It's one thing that just got worse the more you sat with it and thought about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think this episode uh, 
kind of sits with it. This episode doesn't absolve it. No, nor should they. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. But by the way, if you're hearing buzzing sound outside, that's because there's uh, jackhammers going on outside, even though it's the evening over here. And very cold. And very cold. New York does not <laughs> stop here. But anyways, jackhammers. Um, Demelza, she's singing at the top of this episode. Yep. Uh, Ross has a bruise on his eye. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking about dead people. He's thinking about Ted. Still, multiple references to Ted this episode. Are you still thinking about Ted? Yeah, I. Oh, Ted. We all know Ted. <laughs> As we all are, we're all worried have about you, Ted. Have you missed Ted? How can you miss someone you hardly knew? Um, but you know, uh, Captain Henshaw is trying to reassure him. Like the men knew the risks, and, and Ross is like, "Did their wives and children know about the risks?" And it's like, well, if you're just aware of mines and what's involved with that whole get up yeah there's no way that that ted is like the first casualty of this mine between wheel leisure and wheel grace they should have just got figured out what as soon as francis died (laughs) that that was even francis shouldn't have been the first this is a mine people die in like construction sites and stuff like that this is a dangerous job i mean yeah he shouldn't be sad but he shouldn't be like depressed to the point of closing the mine over it and i think i think they say like tis the business so it's just like I guess it's just a stark reminder of how dangerous the business they're in, you know. But uh, which direction we want to go with this? We want to follow Roth, Ross's uh, lead, Elizabeth's lead. I think Elizabeth is kind of brief. Sure. Did uh, did Ross's shenanigans last? Oh, shenanigans is putting it almost too lightly. Did Ross's uh, approach uh, work on her last week, Dave? I think it did. But his approach this week did not. <laughs> well, so she is definitely rattled. Um, George, uh, <laughs> there was a bit of an exchange early on where Ross uh, rides his horse past George. And uh, George <laughs> is like, oh, I heard about your recent losses uh, between the mine and, and now Elizabeth and I are engaged. I, I guess I, I've won. Says, uh, I appear to have won and Ross is like, sure. <laughs> yeah. You appear to have won. Yeah. N- nice one, buddy. But Elizabeth is just still thinking about that night. She's got her thinking that she wants to leave the one she's with and start a new relationship with Ross. That's what you mm-hmm. do. And on, on Agatha's like, he's going to handle his affairs with Demelza. He's going to be in this house mm-hmm. soon. Just right. you wait. Because one does not do the deed and get and not get on one knee. I mean, right? I don't even know if they're assuming there's any getting on one knee. He's just going to like assume Francis's role. Right. He's just going to step in the picture. Agatha is sure of it. The cards have told her, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, oh, we the don't... cards tell her everything. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we don't see her turn the cards over for that. Um, Elizabeth is just drinking, though. That's her only way to deal. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey uh, Charles is, like, scurrying around her knees and whatnot, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, George comes to visit, and... Uh, he, he's well. He's been. We see him making plans. Like he wants to have a lavish wedding. He's, he's sending have, invitations. He's just going out of. He's going above and beyond. It's going to be lavish, uh, and he's already planning for as early as this Saturday or, or, or this weekend. Yeah. So what you up to this weekend? Get married? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last minute. Um, Elizabeth wants to postpone it. Hmm. She's like, I, I need to think about things a little bit, and, he, and George is not happy with that. 
Yeah, and at first she's like indefinitely, and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, and George has a strange way of negotiating with her. He's he's like, you know, at least we can uh, compromise. <laughs> uh, why why don't we have it a month from today? Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I guess. But but George is really quick to jump to. What's between behind this change of heart? Like it, it's funny the way it's almost like a comedy, like in the way they they play it, where he's making uh you know uh, decisions on what to do with the wedding. He gets a note saying postpone the wedding, so he goes and visits mm-hmm. Elizabeth, and he's like, it must be Ross, and she's like, no, of course it's not Ross. And we and all then know she, like, it's turns Ross. the camera and touches her stomach. Like I just gotta make sure I'm not pregnant because <laughs> that's the one thing that would screw all of this up. This is this is a moment where all Simon from Bridgerton should have come in and taught, taught Ross a lesson. What, what, what lesson should he have taught him? Just pull out, brother. That's <laughs> God. Yeah, I forgot about that on that show. Yeah, the whole back half of that season being about pulling out. Um, but I mean, Elizabeth is a little bit caught off guard because George is so upset, and she's like, "I thought we were going to have a private wedding," and, and George is like, "Well, a few friends are going to be there. I mean, everyone we know." <laughs> Uh, including Caroline and all them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but she 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 has a change of heart. She she's she's like, don't be angry, you know. Just g- give me a give me a couple weeks on this one. She's thinking about leaving the one she's with, starting a new relationship with Ross. She's still thinking about him. Uh, and I, Agatha keeps stoking the flame. It's like this is inevitable. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she thinks that uh, Ross is going to visit her. Yeah, you know. And uh, who is it that shows up, Dave? Is, is does Ross show up? No, Verity shows up, pregnant. I'd still more pregnant. Yeah, I could barely tell. Couldn't really tell. She's moving slowly for her. But then again, I guess one one wide shot of yeah. of her like walking in, and then Elizabeth passes out. Yeah, I guess this is following up on the on the events of last week. So I guess they they haven't given her much time to get more more pregnant. But mm-hmm. yeah, Elizabeth uh, faints. Um. And was it? Uh, uh, yeah, she informs her about the marriage delay, which Verity tells Dwight that she postponed the wedding. Elizabeth is ill. Uh, George is off thinking about things. You know, just a lot of melodrama. And, and Elizabeth keeps saying Ross through her window. He's just riding his horse around. Well, I think that's the first time she sees him. Is yeah, with that moment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Ross just looks over and looks away. Yep. Great luck for Ross. Uh, he, I mean, he could at least check in and say "sup," but I, I guess you don't he can't, want to answer those questions, right? He can't control those urges. Hmm. Um. Do we want to jump ahead to how this wraps up? Yeah, I mean, it's just more. It's the kind of same sentiment on repeat until Elizabeth is just like, "All right, whatever. I'm I'm done with this." She even goes so far as to say she hates the man. She hates Ross because mm-hmm. he just he just got what he wanted. And uh, out of there. So bye bye. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so she resolves to then marry George, and they, they, I think they almost get married sooner than they expect. It's just like you know what? Instead of waiting a month, let's do it. Because uh, when they meet with Caroline later, she was like, "Oh, you got married so fast, I couldn't even show up." <laughs> yeah, so. and then we see that they're riding around trying to. We, well, we also see that there, there's a, a little intimacy scene going on where Elizabeth oh gives herself over, and it's like, 
Uh-oh. I don't like th <laughs> this. is uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like seeing this sleazy George character close to her. Like, there's even a scene earlier in the episode where he tries to put his hand on her back, and it just feels uncomfortable. Like, this, it, it mm -mm. does not belong there. I mean, it definitely feels a little more morally okay than Ross. Sure. Okay. But in the grand scheme, George is no Francis. George is evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, yeah, I mean, Elizabeth, she felt like she got deserted. So I, I don't blame her for just giving in and being like, this guy's offering me a lot of money. Just got to do it. Yeah, and Aunt Agatha's really bummed. I, but then we see be. that, that Verity's like, I'll be here just as often as when I lived here. And Aunt sure. Agatha's like, oh, thank God, because she's going to be by herself in this house. And, yeah. But, or is she going to be alone by herself in this house? Right, because as we see after they meet with uh, Caroline... Which I think the scene only exists to see if hear Caroline asking about Ennis, and we find out that he's tending to uh, Elizabeth's mother for a fee, so he's actually getting paid for once. Mm -hmm. uh, it leads to George talking to uh, Elizabeth about, I'm kind of tired of uh, living in where, where I've been living. I need I need some new digs. Mm -hmm. He's finna to move in with Elizabeth and Aunt Agatha. At Trenworth. I hope he's doing renovations because that place is dreary. But what a what a move for George! Like, what a jerk! Right. I mean, and they make a, a strong point to show Francis's portrait. You know, as like uh, Elizabeth's son uh, is staring at it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you got a new daddy. <laughs> he ain't like Francis. He, he's even worse. Like I'm your daddy now, boy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> That's not your George daddy anymore. What is he coming from the from New Orleans or something? Hey boy! Oh yeah, <laughs> about I mean, to learn today. We, he's gonna. He's going to take him. Jeffrey Charles is gonna learn. <laughs> he's going to take him gator hunting. A hey trend boy. with it. Who knows? You're Maybe my son now. When they're get looking for gators. You, you want to go looking for some gator, son? It's like okay, boy. <laughs> that is George. We'll teach you. And that's uh, that's it for those two, really. Yeah, I mean, I, what do you think is George's idea behind moving in with Elizabeth? You know exactly. He's trying to get at Ross. You think? Do you think that would really get at Ross? Further, I think he's trying to further embarrass Ross and besmirch the Poldark name by taking, you know, because that's Poldark house. That's not sure. a, a Warligan house. He's living on their ground. Yeah. I, I would just think twice be, before living with Aunt Agatha. I, I don't know if yeah, I want I, that. Maybe action. he wants to kill her. <laughs> it, it's not. We can't put it past him. He wanted uh, Ross dead for so long. I mean. You want a Judd dead. <laughs> that is true. Well, no, he wanted to intimidate Judd. He didn't want him dead. That was the issue, right? He said to rough him up. And then they did more than rough him up. They <laughs> but they really didn't didn't do more than rough him up. His just alcoholic system just turned off for like an hour or two and yeah. turned back on. But I would not put it past George to, to want Agatha dead, though. That, that's not impossible. Oh, he definitely wants her dead. It's just a matter of <laughs> will he take steps to like right. end yeah. it. How will he go about it? There's also just briefly there's that scene where you see people receiving the invitations for for the wedding and mm -hmm. it's um Caroline open opening the invitation and she's like oh issues of the heart or what the heart desires and then it smash cuts to to Dwight operating on a heart. <laughs> the the show is painfully obvious sometimes <laughs> with what it's doing. But like why what, where do you get the heart? He, he, another body washed ashore, and he was like, "I can." He's like, figure "Ah, out to do with wonderful this. day." Still don't know what the whole deal with was there, where he just literally amputated a body just so he could learn he could learn how to fix a leg. Like that—that's all that was. 
And I like that he's he's so, he's so discreet about that one one time. I think this is the most talked about scene in Poldark on this podcast. I mean, it is it's, strange. It's Dr. It just, Dwight. It just sits there. Like, what what was going on there? I think low-key Dwight is like a weird dude. There's a reason why he's single. I mean, he's a... And it's not because he's, he's like committed to, to his job. To no I think good. he's just he's just a freak. <laughs> oh, he's definitely a freak. He's playing around with dead bodies all the time. Um, but I, I mean, aside from that, it's not a strong Dwight Ennis episode. He's just kind of a background no, he's, player. He's there for Ross, and and we'll get to that. I feel like that is what we should tackle next. Sure. Um. So he sees Ross, and he's like, "Hey, I got." They bump into each other on the road, and it's like, "Hey." What are you up to tonight? And Ross is like, I got some business. He's like, you want to have dinner? He's like, let's have dinner. Yeah. And and but, they do that. So, yeah, as we say, Ross is dwelling on a lot of this negative stuff. But mm-hmm. he gets a, a letter from Richard Tonkin. Yeah. And we see he's living in the library. So he's definitely taken his doghouse sentencing to heart. Yeah. I mean, Ross is pretty much sleeping on a cot. We don't see any Garrick this episode. Did not see, spot him at all. I expected him to be in the doghouse with the dog, but no signs of Garrick. Maybe, maybe he kicked Derek, Garrick out from wherever he was sleeping. Actually, maybe Garrick won't let him in the doghouse. <laughs> that'd be that'd be incredible. And we see he's trying to to get with uh, make things not make not necessarily make things right, but sort of talk to Demelza. He's trying to get through to her, and but she's it, not having it. The thing is, he doesn't apologize really. It's, it's he's all, just like I screwed up. Yeah, he's all, say I'm sorry. For the most part, he's just trying to explain his actions, and it's like you can explain them all you want, but it ain't gonna make him right. And you ain't saying sorry, brother. You you gotta really be humble. You gotta eat that humble pie, brother. And Which he thinks being in the doghouse is eating that humble pie, and I think to an extent he's proving his commitment, but he's not owning his wrong. If he wants to eat that humble pie, he's gotta eat whatever Prudy's been cooking, because that's and he, that's another we see, subplot. He does. <laughs> He says that Demelza hasn't let her bake, so this is what you get. And Ross is like, "Well, right, because I'm going to Truro tonight." <laughs> yeah, uh, Pretty has stopped, or uh, Demelza stopped cooking because she she's just not letting uh, Ross live a good life, pretty much right now. And then mm-hmm. uh, Prudy does not know remember how to cook anymore, so it's soft in the middle, all her bakes, and uh, Ross ain't eating it. He's like, "You got you nope. just got to learn how to cook again." Yep, <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, he's he's going to Truro for a good meal. And because he heard from Richard Tonkin, and and Demelza thinks that the letter from Tonkin is from Elizabeth, and Ross yeah. is like, "It's not." And she's could, like, "Yes, it is." And he's like, "Read it." And she's like, "No, no." <laughs> I and he's don't. Like, well, I'm going. It. I'll see you tomorrow. And she's like, "Have fun with Elizabeth." He's like, "I'm not. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to see this big hairy man. That that's what I'm doing tonight." <laughs> Yeah, old Tonkin. Imagine if he showed up and Tonkin was dressed as Elizabeth and be like, wait, what's going on here? I said <laughs> I wasn't going like, to see her. I you meet my friend Elizabeth. I think you met her before. <laughs> yeah. So what does Richard Tonkin have in store with him, for him, Dave? So Tonkin is, they're at the bar, which mm-hmm. is apparently not even far from home because he manages to go to dinner with Dr. Dwight after. So he, there's no reason for him to stay all night. But yeah. he is... Um, Ross floated Tonkin through some bad times. Right. Him 250 pounds. And, and Tonkin, Tonkin had just gotten out of debtor's jail. Oh, no, not Tonkin, this other guy, right? Yeah, yeah, one of his friends. And they were, uh, Tonkin was in debtor's prison. Mm-hmm. And now he's out, and 
him and his business associates have what is like an oat mill or something. It's something with a crop. I for, I didn't write it down because this episode yeah. flies. It does. And they have like returned six times on their investment. And mm-hmm. we see like a sort of smash cut after they're talking about that. Yeah. And then we see Ross find the Mel's on the beach a little later. Mm-hmm. He's got and good he news. Basically, he says, like, we got 250 pounds now, so we can pay off this. And, oh, the, the guy either says pay him off or you can become an investor. Yeah. So we see that Ross has some money at the gate. Yep. And he says, we're in the clear. Not only is this, like, a thing now, but this could be wealth. This could be a change of life. Well, that, that's after he that finds some other later. stuff. That's he gives that speech after he, he get, finds some other stuff in the mine. That's true, but he also oh, basically he reopens mine, and he said we're right. going to install some timber so people don't die. Because because uh, he has a conversation with one of the old workers in the mine, and you know, Ross is again expressing his regret for what happened with the with Ted and stuff. And the one guy's like, ah, you know, we all know what's going to happen. We we all know what we're signing up for. Let let us back in. And Ross is like, yeah. Well, who cares if people die? Let's let them die again. <laughs> Kill them all. Um, no, he, he suddenly realizes the the mind gives some purpose to people, so mm-hmm. it's worth the risk, essentially. Yeah, because he's keeping and and we, he's keeping this place afloat, and Hen, Henshaw's over the moon. Yeah, the guy never quit. He 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 is down the mine at all times. He, he's Ross's real number one, not Elizabeth, not Demelza. Henshaw is, is Ross's he is there number for one, hundred percent more so than Dwight, even. I'd say so, yeah, because he actually does the dirt with him. He's in the mine. Yeah, yeah, and so they use this money, and they reopen, mm-hmm. and then we get some news. They found a bunch of tin. So it's not just this this little bit of tin. This is a lot of tin. They, said they like, say that tin, it, it's like the bed will lead to something else? Well, the bed cracks open, and that half of it was twice as much as what they had before. So there you have it. There, there's a lot of tin. There's a lot of money to be made, uh, especially with war going on right now. You know, there's demand. Yeah, they need bullets. <laughs> Can't give them back their bullets. Uh, and that's when Ross is pleading to Demelza, like, this is wealth. Like, this is legit. We are in the money. She don't care. <laughs> but yeah, but she she's basically, like, no selling him. Not to say she doesn't care. She's got more important things on her mind. Yeah. And I think that just about wraps up Ross. So I think we can pivot over to Demelza. I, I'm curious though, Dave. Do you think they'll ever find copper in the mine? Yeah, I think they're gonna find copper. Because well, wasn't the idea that copper is above tin, and, and that was why their their regret was in previous weeks that they all they, all they could find was tin, meaning the copper was gone. Yeah, so I think they're gonna be think that they're cool with tin, and I think they're gonna hit copper at some point. It's so funny how like the fortunes have turned because last week everything seemed so dire, then this week is like, oh, we found it. <laughs> All I had to do was dig a little but bit at, more. At what cost? Is that is that the point of, of Poldark? Is that you know pushes you to your moral moral boundaries and, and pushes you over, mm-hmm. and then you see like nobody's nobody's perfect. Is that, is that Poldark? It's not about minds miners, right? It's about the human condition. It's the spirit, the human spirit. But it, it, it's funny though because at the top of the episode he says how they're going to sell off their mine equipment, but I guess they just didn't. They, they sold said, one piece of equipment that I don't think I was it an essential piece. Okay, they're getting a fair price for it, but uh, yeah, so they got some money, but not 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 enough. 
I feel like we know so much about Ross's finances at this point. We can almost triangulate how much money he actually has. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get an accountant in here to talk about it. Yeah. But Demelza has an eventful episode. Mm-hmm. So she gets invited. Ross and her get invited to a party at Sir Hugh, Sir Hugh's house. And Sir Hugh is the guy that made a pass at her for her with like cattle medical advice a couple episodes ago. Yep. McNeil saved her from that. Yep. And she's like, I miss Captain Poldark can't go, but I can. Yeah. Cause she's just not having any part of it. You know, as we, as we discussed, she, she, she even asked Ross, do you think marrying, um, just because we didn't talk about but did she think that elizabeth was playing ross to get at george because like uh, are you using george to get get at ross Mm -hmm. ross Ross is like i I think that's some that's some galaxy brain stuff going on in demelza's head a little bit (laughs) like thinking about a little bit too much um i mean it's all she's got to think about right but either way she is not totally i mean as we've seen in past episodes she doesn't like george but she definitely doesn't like george uh and it's funny because she doesn't like elizabeth either yeah, because she's gonna run, she, in, run into George. She's gonna episode. go to this party, and she mm-hmm. starts picking out her outfit. And Prudy's like, "Yo, don't yeah. two wrongs don't make a right." Yeah, because that's that's what Demelza has in mind. She's gonna, you know, get her own to make it all even. Mm-hmm. She says, "I know these men in this town. They want some." She looks fine in this episode. I'm just gonna say, she dresses up real nice. Mm-hmm. So. She definitely is is, is uh, going to feel out. some suitors, a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> she's even got the and fake I, mole on her face. She got the the high the, the heart on her her breast. I guess you can say, yeah, her chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, this is. I think this is a really interesting. <laughs> this is a, it's it's silly, and it's absurd that the show does this. That's the only way to get even back then, you know. But so we see she goes to this party, and and Sir Hugh is like, oh no no uh, no Captain Polark, huh? Hmm. Yeah. And then we see he she goes down to this party, and George is there with with Tankard. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, I've already screwed with Ross enough this week, but I think if you win over his wife and sleep with his wife, that would just be another cool thing that I could say that I did. Mm-hmm. And Tankard's like, easy, done. And then they introduce Tankard to Demelza. And then Captain, uh, what's his name? McNeil, McNeil shows up. And he's like, I'm going to do this instead of you. <laughs> is that cool? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to dance and with jo- her. George, George is like, rolls his eyes because he feels like this is a loss. It's like, is it a loss, man? He's Ross's wife is still maybe going to cheat. Yeah, and uh, it's just funny how Tankard, is, he seems kind of out on Demelza, even when he sees her, but he's like, well, she wants to dance with me. Like, yeah, you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Tankard doesn't seem like a very interesting person. Tankard's kind of probably like an incel. Yeah, he's not He's not an attractive guy either, really. He looks like a guy who sits in the shadows. Yeah, he's like the, the priest uncle on um, Pride and Prejudice, but a little <laughs> more conniving. Yeah, the guy does just doesn't get enough sunlight. Um, but I mean, Demel's is out to swoon. It seems so out of character for her. I just, it, it, I don't know. I mean, she's definitely here. Uh, she, she's 
on a mission. She has that moment where she's like, is this something that I want to do? But I do like that she doesn't still doesn't really have time for George, even though she's talking to him. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She knows but, what's going on. Well, she also doesn't spill the beans, which I think would have been hilarious if she did. Right. I like that she holds the higher card, that she knows what's up, and George is completely in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is staying in the red room. Yep. Heck of a name for a room. Red room. Um, and someone slips in to come see well, her. We, we also miss the, the stuff that happens outside. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Recap it, Dave. So she goes outside. She's dancing with uh, Captain McNeil, and he's like, let's step outside. Well, he first says, don't call me. Since I'm shipping out tomorrow, can mm-hmm. you not call me Captain McNeil? Can you call me Malcolm? And she's like, all right, Malcolm. Yeah. You want to go outside for a cigarette? And he's like, okay. And then they, they make out outside. <laughs> that, and it well, does. It, it does it's a, it's a little it's pack. It's a little bit of pack that they take. Wait, that he, it's a I moment think he, where you're like, Demelza, uh, don't don't do what Ross did. Right, right. Because she's quick to be like, I I, I I didn't mean to do that. And he was like, I've been waiting to do that. And it's like, you've been waiting to do that? It was just like like your lips barely touch. You wouldn't even, mm-hmm. can barely even call a kiss. And, and then he's like, well, but it makes me want to go in for more. He want, he it's wants all out there. So he goes for a second kiss. She's like, maybe later. And this yeah. is an, this was a very well-played moment because he's like, what room are you in? And she says... I really don't know the layout of this house that well. And you're thinking like, oh, she's not even, she's going to cut him off right here. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness Demelza. And then she's like, but they told me it's their red room. You're like, oh no. Like you watch this no. happen in real time. So then he does go to the red room and. He, he says he he knows how to conduct an ambush when he shows up. Yeah. <laughs> they say, Make sure nobody saw you. Oh man. <laughs> or no, that's what he tells her before he gets there. I think, right? Uh, I think he says it like right as he sneaks in the door. Yeah. Yeah. And he tries to make another move, keeps making moves, and I think this is a this is a a, mo- a good moment all around. Not necessarily yeah. a great moment because Demelza starts going no no no, and and at first McNeil's like trying to kiss her, and then unlike Ross, Captain McNeil stops. Right. All he does <laughs> is just say like, uh, okay, well. I, I know what's going on here. Bye bye. I'm not dealing with it. Not happy. And Demel's is like, look, I think you're great. I like the attention, but I can't do this to my husband, even though he did something to me. And he doesn't. He knows she's married. He doesn't care about the husband, which is crazy because he seems he seemed like an upstanding guy up until this point. I mean, he was kind of taking calls with her when Ross wasn't around. Yeah, I think I mean, he, his his motives a, were there. He's been a friendly guy up until that point. <laughs> I think he's definitely. This was not a shock at all that this happened. I mean, he does stress that he's going away to war or whatever. So he's just trying to get his, his last shot in, I guess. Yeah, but hey, nice try. Yep. So but I think I think the fact that he does stop is a testament to the fact that like this this show is not all about like toxicity and humanity. Like, sure, not everyone's like Ross, like evil intentions. He's just like, right, I guess I'm, you know. And I, I like that Demel's honest. Fine. Like, she realized her weakness. She cannot give herself to anyone but her husband. Like. That's not a weakness. And he's strength, like, well, if you, you know? don't like him, you're not giving yourself to anybody. That stinks. That's a lose lose for everybody. Yeah. But no means no, you know. But mm-hmm. I do like how McNeil says, I like a woman who knows her own mind. My mistake. <laughs> it's like, my bad. Yeah. I, 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 I like that you know yourself. I don't like that you know yourself that way. Um, meanwhile, outside, the wolves it's are like circling. A, it's like a cartoon happening outside. Oh my gosh. Uh, so the hue. 
Uh, Sir Hugh, yeah. He he's got his candle. He he's going to knock on the door. It's like an Eminem's commercial with Santa Claus. It's like so <laughs> <laughs> they do exist because uh, Tankard shows up and he's trying to enter the red room. And they both start having an argument. <laughs> right, because Demelza hears them outside. Oh, like, oh, no. They're trying to get in here. And they have a coin toss to see who can... Get in the room, which Tankard wins. But they both go in. She's gone. And the window's open, and it's like a cartoon where they both lean out the window. And look around. Missing. And we don't even know where she went or how she got out of there. I guess she just... She's at the beach. We see she just probably just walked home. But was she on the first floor, distance. I assume? Or where was she? They don't even show us what floor she was on. She flew. She soars. She glides in that dress. Sure, I'll, I'll take that. And Sir Hugh's like, ah, what a pip, you know? Like he's. Yeah, they both no, feel led it, on. There's a good. Li- like, I, I don't know if I wrote the line down. There's a great line that they say where it's like, "What a terrible house guest," or something like that. You know, basically yeah. calling her a tease. You're right, and it's like, what did she do to lead you on, other than be a woman in front of you? Maybe tankard. She wanted to dance with you, but it doesn't mean. I feel like that. Sir Hugh is definitely very boorish, and this is yeah. kind of what he expects. Right. That, that's fair. Don't like but that But that's guy. really the whole episode. I mean, we see the, after this is the sequence where Ross and them talk on the beach. because, Or is, is that... Yeah, because Ross talks to Prudy. It's like, where where's Demelza? It's like, oh, she wasn't here last night. Yeah. And Ross is like, what? And he, he tries to plead his case to her. Uh... I mean, he says something along the lines like, earlier, like, um, should he explain to the child why he sleeps on the cot? And it's like, nope, nope, you're still in the doghouse, bro. Nothing you can do about it. So, yeah, he just isn't, he isn't back yet, man. Not Which there, I respect. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the one other thing uh, I do like when Elizabeth is complaining that she hates uh, Ross, she says, why did he have to come? It's like, why did he? Mm-hmm. Why did he? Uh, anyways, we'll see if they can make it up. Things are looking up with with the mine, at least. And this is a show about mines, so who cares about the relationships anyways, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, our iTunes, our Apple reviews are going to tank after this. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so, good episode, Dave? I think it was a better. Uh, it didn't leave my, my stomach and heart drained like last week did, but... I feel like we're, you know, we're we're gearing up for the grand finale. Yeah. This did a lot of big moves to set us up for I think some huge plot developments next week. I almost thought the wedding would happen next week, but no, they they, they moved along as they do. Yeah, as pole pole dark on a pole dark. 100%. So let's get to these power rankings. We're mm-hmm. here. Who do you got going down? Number 3 I got Tankard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he doesn't get in the red room. He gets he gets played for a fool. And uh, that's pretty much it. He's just he's well, a clown. I got a three-way tie for number three. Oh, this boy. Tankard, Sir Hugh, and Captain McNeil. Okay. Because they're all going for it. None of them get it. All right. It's well, very comical. Well, number two, I got McNeil. Because okay. he at least puts in more of an effort uh, and is even leaves even more disappointed than the rest of them. And now he's got to go to war. Which is not good. So, <laughs> also, the, we should also briefly we didn't touch on the fact that that uh, Doctor Dwight is considering enlisting much right. more heavily because they need some surgeons in the navy. The, yeah, so so war might be coming soon. I, I bet you that could be the, the cliffhanger of next year. Is like Dwight goes away to the navy. Same, so does Ross maybe, and then they gotta mm-hmm. 
come back and get their girls back, you know, like Let's Bill see. and Ted. Yeah. Who's number well, two? Number two, I got Aunt Agatha. Sure. Because the whole first act of the episode, she's like, Ross is coming back. He knows mm-hmm. he's got to come back. He's coming home. Yeah. He's got this. This is don't worry, Elizabeth. This is fine. It's all gonna everything gonna see all right. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And then Verity comes and she says, Hey, so, so so then the George revelation happens. Ross isn't coming back. She says, Verity, what about you? What are you gonna do? And Verity says, I'm gonna come back like the old days. And we see Aunt Agatha light up. Like, <laughs> oh thank God, Verity's gonna be here all the time. At the very least, I won't be by myself. Yeah. And then the end of the episode, George rolls up to Trenwith like, I'm home, baby. And yeah. Agatha just goes. Rough going oh, for Agatha, for sure. Well, number one going down, I got Elizabeth. Oh, of course. It, it, you just feel here. bad for her. She's gotten used by Ross. And then uh, George, she just has to give herself up to George, who she clearly doesn't really want to be with. And now she's even upset mm-hmm. at Ross. It just sucks to be her, really. Not a good. And not to mention, her mom is still comatose. That too, just off screen somewhere. They don't. They don't even touch on that this week. It's like, what? yeah, it's a big du- deal. Dwight is watching her. That's it. And that's all. She spends the whole first half of the episode staring out the door, mm-hmm. concedes, marries, and Ross doesn't even show up to say yeah. hi. Doesn't even go to the wedding. Yeah. Well, who's going up for you, Dave? At number three, I got George. Okay. Because he he gets the girl, and he, in his mind, he won. Sure. That's that's all you need. Sometimes. Plain and simple. That's it. And even though it's not tankered, he's under the assumption that some some tomfoolery is going on with with Demelza. At least he knows that that is a a fault he can crack at for Ross. Sure. Well, I got at number three. And number three, I got Demelza because she shows strong resolve in front of McNeil. She's still very unhappy with how everything's at, but she at least Mm -hmm. keeps Ross in the doghouse as he should be. So a lot lot of strength and fight in her. So she makes it on the okay. Yeah. Well, number two going up, I got Ross. Really? Yep, because Ross, he's taking his licks. He's not having a great week, but you got to say, this investment opportunity is huge for him. He's about to go. He's broke. He's got nothing at this yeah. point. His wife is down on him. Um, he, he do, He's definitely realizing the error in his ways. He's not apologizing for it yet, but he knows he did something wrong. He's not in denial. And not only does he get this opportunity with, um, what's the guy's name, Tonkin, they hit 10. This is like his ticket. So he's not all the way up to being absolved or forgiven. But he's the moves have fallen into his lap in a way that it's undeniable. Yeah. Who's your number two then? George. He got the girl. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. that's a big W. He's been angling for it for most of the season. Oh, I mean, and also to Ross's credit, it, it appears that George has won. Yeah. But... I don't know. Ross did. Uh, Sometimes it's all just got to be in, in, in your mindset, you know, that you won. So, well, I mean, I think in, in Ross's mindset, he he won that one over George. Yeah. Might be a controversial pick for number one, but who do you got, Dave? I got Demelza at number one. Okay. Because everything you said, this is a Demelza heavy episode where she's presented the opportunity on a silver platter mm-hmm. to show that her moral compass is at the same level as her husband. And she proves to the fans. And to herself that she's not, you know, two wrongs don't make her right. So she she redeems herself and she does so in a very uh, humorous way instead of, you know, I think this episode plays with the idea of adultery and in a sort of not playful, but a silly way. 
Mm-hmm. That makes you go like, oh, last week Ross did this terrible thing and we just sat with our jaws on the floor going like, what in the world? Whereas this week it's like, we see these men fawning over Demelza and she just like tricks them and outsmarts them basically and walks away. Yeah. So her, held, her head can be held high because she knows she can hook up with anybody she wants to, but she chooses not to. In some and ways, she has Ross in the doghouse, which is great. In some ways, she's almost just as much of the, of the a protagonist of the show as Ross you, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, now her. definitely. Yeah. See, her, if this were like Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead RDR on the PlayStation, her morality meter is way higher than Ross's. 100%. So she's definitely one, one A, if not one, for me. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I I, I still say one B, but because her name's not in the show, but definitely her last name is in the show. Is that her last name now? Demelza Poldark. Yeah. All right. If you go on IMDb, Demelza Poldark. Okay. Well, there, there you have it. It is all so about who's the your number one then? I, I mean, he has the best week of anyone. It's Headshaw. This guy is just living his best life. You know, he gets the mine reopened. They find some tin. What's going wrong for this guy? Name something that's going. I mean, Demelza's still unhappy. She's still deeply sad by what Ross did. Henshaw, he's not worried about Ted. That's in the past, man. Those people were going to die either way. They he knew did the risk. His work. I mean, Henshaw is just dude is walking on sunshine. Henshaw's getting us. We're giving him his flowers way too late, and I'm I'm glad we're giving him his flowers. I I don't yeah. put him there because I think that. Uh, I mean, he he's there by proxy with Ross for me, but that is what that is. Yeah, he's he's getting some overdue credit here. So that, there you go. That's this week, and cannot wait for the finale. Oh yeah, yeah. What a so, what a season. Yeah, Dave. I know we were traveling, but have you been able to watch anything else? Um, the Righteous Gemstones is back. Oh yeah, that's true on HBO. I think aside from that and the Boba Fett episode two, that's that's pretty much all I watched. That that's right. What yeah. about you? Ah man, it's been a busy week too for me. But uh, well, Euphoria's back on, on the same yep, night as Gemstones. That. that show is crazy. I don't even know if I can say that show is good with a straight face. It's just very mm-hmm. imminently watchable, <laughs> just because it okay. just throws a lot of things at you. But. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Aside from that, you know, that's it, and that's we, all. Yeah, we were on the road. We were we Performing. were on the road, dude. I, I like the show on the road. Legit, like between going home for Christmas, went to Kansas City in December. I feel like I've, I've barely had a whole week in my apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just looking to lie low for for a little while, especially with this Ami, the Marion going crazy out there. Oh yeah. Oh man. So yeah, this is where we're at. But people. If you want to leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes, do that. Or leave us five stars on Spotify. You don't even have to write a, write a review on there. You can do that. Yeah, you don't even have to write a review on Apple. It just helps the algorithm. You have the option to write a review on Apple. 100%. We're just trying to grow bigger and bigger this year, folks. That's that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know where to find us on Gmail, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those things. we got to update our merch. We're, we're, it's overdue. We're working oh, on we, it. We've been in touch with a, a fan, I believe... Let me look because we got a couple of emails. We got a new patron this week. Welcome. Welcome. That's, the uh, I have to onboard our new patron after we're done with this. And I believe, why is Gmail taking so long? Our friend Sonia has just uh, sent some examples of stuff she has designed in the past. So something's coming soon. Great. And I put it Get on excited. social media, on our Twitter, and a bunch of like bot accounts were like, we will link you with the greatest graphic designers. Like, no, 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 not what I meant. I want some organic fans <laughs> help hooking us up. So 
Yeah. That's the the ball's rolling. All right. So there you have it. But uh, other than that, get ready for uh, the Pole Dark season finale next week. Next week. Season two, baby. In the books. Yeah.